NBC's regular daytime programs will not be seen today while we celebrate the beginning of the holiday season with Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, Jay, I wanted to uh, start off the show with a little experiment. You did, did you? Yeah, I'd seen you post on social media something about this um, winter spice cranberry Sprite soda. I did. I did. I got a couple of uh, comments that weren't too positive. <laughs> well, you might have gotten a couple of comments that weren't too positive, but your comment wasn't very positive now, was it? Let's just say that I wasn't too pleased with it. I believe you compared the taste to, what was it, dishwasher detergent? <laughs> I actually said laundry detergent, but maybe I'll give it fabric softener. Fabric you know, softener. Amp it up a little bit. <laughs> See, it's weird because I look at this can. Now, I have not tried it yet, but, I mean, it just looks so up my alley. It's just it, it really, does. really hard to believe that I'm not going to like this. And this was one of the first things that you pointed out, like very, very early on, even during Halloween time, when they announced you're like, that, that's going to be the one. That I texted you one. on Halloween. I'm yeah. like, check out this shit, Jay. <laughs> I know I know you're out trick-or-treating, but get a load of this. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to crack this can open and see if uh, I feel the way you do. Uh, the crack of the can. The crack of the can. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I kind of see where you're getting your impression from. It does not strike yeah. me as being completely offensive, but it does taste more like a mixer than a soda. There was something off about it. It's almost like a little clovey in its way. It's not like cartoony cranberry soda. It's like very deep. Yeah, so if you compared this... We have that cranberry ginger ale that comes out every season. Yeah, I mean, this does not beat the Cranberry Canada Dry, but I would still go 8.5 out of 10. Wow, you're generous. I'm a cranberry loyalist is what it is. You put the word cranberry on your can, you're getting at least an 8. I don't think that any cranberries were harmed in making that soda. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any real cranberry in there, that's for sure. Ooh. While I check the ingredients, let me spill it all over the desk. No, there is no cranberry in there whatsoever. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, so 8.5 out of 10, and you gave it, what, a 3? Yeah, 3, 3.5. I just can't picture myself drinking that, especially when there's other stuff to be had. I mean... I'm if looking I'm at this go... can that has 120. You can't picture yourself drinking it. There's 120 <laughs> calories in this can. Of course you can't. What did you use? An eyedropper to get out like a little tiny sip? <laughs> I just want them to bring back apple slice. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? Like a diet apple slice, too, just for the holidays. There would only be two people on the planet excited about it, but you and me would just, we would be so loud that it would seem like a success. <laughs> I could see people really getting excited for that, especially like on the 
Thanksgiving dining room table. Yeah, it kind of fits for the holidays, doesn't it? Little apple. Yeah, totally. Now that we've uh, finished with the soda portion of the show. (laughs) Yeah, so we finished with the soda portion of the show, but we are upon Thanksgiving time. Yes, and we, I don't know if we were like definitely going to do this show, but a bunch of people requested it and we're like, ah, you know what, let's let's just do it. Last year we did a a parade show, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade 1994, and we had a good time. Yeah, 1994, that was the year that we had Doink the Clown and the Skeleton (laughs) Warriors and uh, I forget who else, but we had a really fun time. Oh, Kenny G, how could I forget Kenny G? Yeah, how can you forget? Yeah, so that was a good time. We weren't sure if we could find another parade that would have enough stuff, but boy, I think we did. Tonight, we are going to cover the 1990 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so our hosts were Willard Scott and Deborah Norville. Right. And this parade obviously happened on Thanksgiving morning, which back in 90 was November 22nd. Average temp of 50 degrees. Perfect parade weather. It was even warmer, I think, at most points during it, because I know uh, Willard said, oh, it's 60 degrees. I'm like, oh, man, 60. That's not bad. Yeah, it did it's look like a, 20 degrees right now. It was <laughs> unseasonably warm on that Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. And uh, before we even get too deep into this, I want to thank a few people from YouTube who uploaded this parade because we wouldn't be able to do this show without their audio. Yeah, that's so awesome of them. Yes. Uh, first is Major League Pong Gods, which is probably the best name anyone on YouTube has. And the <laughs> second one is Knight Rider 55. So uh, you can go look up their YouTube channels and watch their videos. Thank you guys for uploading this parade. Thanks, guys. And with that said, we'll get into the show. And I do think that you're going to be starting tonight. All right. Here is my first pick for the highlights of the 1990 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Look out, Mr. Producer. Stand by. Anything could happen. Don't have a cow. But here he is, that irreverent rebel. Debbie, I don't know if I can handle it by myself. There he's here saluting, what is it, the underachievers of the world or <laughs> that's, something? That's my group. Bart Simpson is one. Hey, man, he is one cool dude cruising down Broadway on his skateboard with his own band, Consort Escort, Icaramba. What are I man is all this? He's furnished by, of course, Fox Inc. And this little guy is making his parade debut this year. I mean, hey there, baby. Keep cool. Cool man. Cool. I mean, really cool. A cool dude. All right. I'm going to kick things off with a bit of a softball. Oh, good. I like the softball. It's a little softball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Suet>. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bart Simpson balloon. Okay, All right. let's this, do it. This was the first time Bart appeared at the Macy's Parade, and I think also the first time there was ever any kind of Simpsons presence at the parade. Now, they became like big-time players at this thing in the years following this, so first appearance, that's pretty historic. Yeah, this is a huge deal. Very, very big. November 1990, the cartoon was less than a year old by this point, and it was white hot. Like, I don't know about you, but I was completely obsessed with The Simpsons, and every kid at school felt the same. My biggest fandom for the show was, like, the first two or three seasons, so yeah, that was huge. Right, it was just, like, one of those rare times when something got so into the zeitgeist that, like, every kid you walked into, no matter who they were, you knew you were at least going to have The Simpsons in common with them. It was that big. 
whether you're at the mall or like ShopRite, you saw Simpsons memorabilia. Oh man, ShopRite, Simpsons and ShopRite. That's a match made in heaven. <laughs> there would just be like, for no reason, a random rack of t-shirts that have like, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if I ever told the story on the show, but I was the first kid in school had one of those shirts. Mine were bootleg. We got them in the village before the, before they even made official ones. That's um that's something to be proud of, right? Well it was. I mean, I was like never ever the cool <laughs> fucking asshole. I was never the cool kid in school. So for one afternoon, you know, barred on my chest, I was I was the man. All the senior girls were like, Oh, look at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, oh, look at Matt. <laughs> so let's talk about this balloon. Actually, this guy, Joey Wagoner, made an excellent point on Twitter the other day. They had constructed this balloon before there were any, like, rules on how to do The Simpsons three-dimensionally. So Bart looks a little bit off. I don't want to say they chinsed out on him, but yeah, it wasn't up to the standards. And supposedly there was, like, a rumor for a long time that he just punctured and they never repaired him. But that wasn't the case, apparently. I love that there are, like, secret rumors and drama <laughs> surrounding Macy's balloons. Well, the, that's what it gets even better. I was reading another article about how... <laughs> About somebody who found an old whiteboard that was written on from a meeting, like a planning meeting, like years and years later. Yeah. It proved somehow that the Bar Simpson balloon did not puncture and it was still available. And like, this is how deep it goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So Very wait, bizarre. so now there's like sort of an internal, like not even internal, external debate between teams of Simpsons loyalists and fans trying to figure out if the Bart balloon is still in existence somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like trying it's to track down like geocaching the fucking warehouse or whatever. I mean, it did kind of look like a helium balloon rather than like an actual official parade balloon. Well, the thing was they had not set any style rules on how to do the Simpsons this way by that point. So when it came to like Bart's eyes, they're bulging out of his head. He look it looks like the scene from Total Recall. <laughs> and it's like they would never make any Simpsons, any kind of official Simpsons anyway, um, stuff look this way today. So it's interesting to look back on it now. And he's like on his skateboard and he's he looks like he's in motion, which is kind of cool. Let me ask you this though. When I saw that balloon for the first time, it sort of reminded me of the action figure that came out from Mattel. Oh. Do you remember the the Mattel line of Simpsons figures? Yeah, the, those first of all, those figures were great. You're talking about the ones that came out like the word balloons, right? Yes, yes. And you could actually have that Bart figure with the skateboard and kind of making the same exact pose that the balloon is, you know, it was kind of cool. So in a sense, the Bart Simpson Mattel figure is actually a action figure version of the Bart balloon. That's what I'm going to pretend. <laughs> yeah, you should take that info to that forum where they're debating the <laughs> balloon's locale. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say the colonel? No, well, the colonel may be winning too, but right now I think the turtle is. Oh, the, the turtle. Hair is making a... Oh, it's over, fellas. We don't hear as well as we used to. A quick pull up on the side. I know what, that's a kangaroo. Look at the pouch on that one. Look at hey. the little guy in the pouch. Oh, hey. I won't say a word, Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. I am starting off with something that is kind of bizarre. 
not as mainstream as Bart Simpson, but this is all about the tortoise and the kangaroo. There were floats that were rolling by. Uh, I can't really say they were floats because they weren't actual. I don't think they were actually balloons. They were like no, almost like sculpture type things. Yeah, you know? I mean there was there were like ugh, they were I guess technically floats, but they were like one fourth the size. Yeah, they, they were just, like they figural were. floats. This is like one example of how Willard Scott was especially off his rocker this year. All right, <laughs> he he left it all out on the table throughout the show. I have to say there was a ton of uh, WTF moments where you just want to pass him off as a jolly old grandpa or some sort of creepy uncle. But you want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just happy to be on TV. Yeah. This is just one of those things that struck me as really odd. And I might be reading it wrong or reaching. But for the sake of argument, uh, indulge me for a minute. Sure, right? sure. There's a tortoise and a hare. And a uh, kangaroo naturally coming up, <laughs> coming up the, the street. Yeah, the classic so, trio. The whole show, Willard is doing cartoon character impressions, and he keeps saying he needs another job doing these voices for cartoons and whatnot. And you know, Norville wasn't having it. She no, was just no, in a she was that, no Sally. You, know? you know, it was like you said earlier. It was unseasonably warm. They had her dressed like she was like at the winter fashion show at Macy's. She she was fed up with Willard's shit after an hour. She was just, like, not getting any of his jokes and whatnot. So this kangaroo comes up, mm -hmm. and he says, that's a kangaroo. Look at the pouch on that one. And I'm like, wait a minute. Am I wrong here to think that he may be making a sexual innuendo, like retrofitting it to a fucking kangaroo sculpture on wheels? No, I, I, he was, there was an innuendo. I believe what was, he was saying, there was like a baby kangaroo, a costume kangaroo character in this statue kangaroo's pouch. And yeah. he, he was comparing the costume kangaroo to a dick. That's how you know this has gone off the rails uh, because they're making they're making like blatant innuendos about a poor kangaroo sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think the the female host was. It was just like Willard was on this thing to compare it to penises. Like the girl is just trying to move on, and Willard's nudging her. Get it? It's a dick. But I mean, she says, "Look at the little guy in the pouch." I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but she she meant it innocently. I know, I know. But so at this point, this is when you know, like, if he wasn't drinking Bailey's Irish cream. Oh no, he was he was tanked absolutely, and no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, I guess you could argue that Willard was the color commentator. So I mean, what's more colorful than comparing a guy in a kangaroo suit to a dick? <laughs> Then you you sit there and you wonder, you're like, wow, I guess all this stuff just went over my head when I was a kid, or I really wasn't paying attention because I didn't give a shit. At you the weren't time. paying attention. First yeah. of all, this this I don't know where the fuck you pluck this part of the parade out. It's like four seconds long. It's in the middle of nothing. It's like I had to scan through it twenty five times. Where is it? Like, did Jay make this up? No, it's there. Of all the things in this parade to pluck out, this kangaroo. <laughs> We need a Willard Scott movie where, like, he's just this outrageous TV guy, almost like an anchorman type thing. And we'll get the guy, David Koechner, who plays Champ Kind from Anchorman, and he could play Willard Scott. Not only could I see it, I would see it on opening night because I fucking love <laughs> Willard Scott. But yes, make this movie, Jay. 
Let's do it. Please. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'm waiting for Daffy Duck to come on because, you know, I, I got kind of a say. What's the big on? I do that very well, I think. <laughs> oh, I was looking at the big panther. They're lean and green, and boy, are they ever on the scene. Direct from their constant appearance in Los Angeles, it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles band, Awamunga. Hey, these heroes on Half Shell love their pizza, and the motto of their national tour is, you do more good with music than with weapons. So keep up the good work, you two. Now it's time for a big one. During the 1990 Macy's Parade, we got a... Wait, was, was, that, was that an innuendo? <laughs> get it? Get it? Penis! <laughs> Sorry. I had to. Uh, during the 1990 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, we got a star performance by none other than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And like at this point in 1990, my two biggest passions were the Simpsons and the Ninja Turtles, and they were both in this parade in a major way. I thought you were going to say the Ninja Turtles and Mac and Cheese. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. How could I forget my lifelong obsession with Mac and Cheese? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) So these are the live action turtles, but they're not the movie style turtles. These are like the coming out of their shells tour turtles. Where skipping stone. Oh, oh, skipping stone. <laughs> yeah, that one, those ones. So they're skinnier and they're a little more humanoid and they're wearing much flashier clothes. Like they're very hairband. Oh, totally. Yeah. They have like the denim vests and everything. Yeah, yeah. Very, very sexy Ninja Turtles, I must say. And I have a couple of points to bring up about this whole schmear. Yeah, I can't wait to get into this. There's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, number one, and I got to thank you for bringing this to my attention. They roll into frame on the same weird pointy car that the Skeleton Warriors drove in on during the 1994 parade that we covered last year. Yes. And that thing probably has been in service forever. It's just like that go-to weird offbeat car that they use. It's like the shape of a missile, basically. But, I mean, there's there's a car out there that was driven by both the Skeleton Warriors and the Ninja Turtles, so that's just amazing. Right, but it's even more apropos for the Turtles, because it looks like they stole a mutant transport module. I, first of all, you know how I'm always joking with you about how you don't know shit about the Ninja Turtles? I can't believe you just broke out a module <laughs> reference. <laughs> well, that's because I know about the Turtles. <laughs> See, now I have confidence that we can do a Ninja Turtle show. If you know what the module is. I know all about the turtles. I know. This is a sensitive subject. You don't like it when they kid you about your Ninja Turtles fandom. (laughs) I take it very seriously. No, I know you do. My lack of Ninja Turtles experience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next point is that when we decided we were going to tackle this parade, I called the turtles immediately like a greedy bastard. And I hadn't even watched the clip play out at that point. And you kept telling me how awesome it was. Like, you were really, really impressed. I felt like the whole performance, it was so legitimately good. 
We're not going to make fun of it because it, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> See, this is what you were DMing me. Like, you were fawning yeah. over this. And I'm like, what am I getting into here? And I, I start listening. I'm like, this this isn't the Ninja Turtles. This sounds like Van Halen. It's like a total <laughs> hairband 80s cock rock. No wonder Jay was freaking out. It's the most so, Jay song I've ever heard. They're doing this song called Count on Us, which is a song they performed at the coming out of the shells tour right right and i mean it's a great track yeah it's so good it might be my new favorite from them by the way like even yeah. more than skipping stones i agree do you have it on your ipod yet because there's no way you're not going to bring it there eventually <laughs> it's not on there yet but it's it's making its way the turtles yeah stupid nbc only gave them like 90 seconds worth of screen time but i'd still call this my favorite part of the whole parade but the best part is like, yeah, we mentioned the arena rock anthem, but I mean, holy crap, they're working the crowd. Whoever's under those costumes, if they are costumes, if they weren't the real turtles, <laughs> they might have been. They are working the crowd like expertly. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they devised a plan because they all go off into separate corners and they're like, you they're really pointing at that crowd. Like, you better get off your asses. I don't care how cold it is. Get up dance <laughs> yes. i could totally see us finding out who they really were and we would find out it's like all the greatest pop stars of all time you <laughs> Absolutely. Know? it's like it was like michael jackson and madonna and yes, yes. You know? <laughs> all the most famous all the ones with the best moves were in those suits for sure yeah <laughs> and they were pulling no punches like those suits aren't easy to maneuver in and they're like doing that whole thing where you clap over your head I mean, but they were on top of the damn world at that point. 1990, this was like as big as it got for them. And they were just having such a blast. They were having a blast, but on the other hand, their smiles were kind of like built into their masks. So who knows, <laughs> who knows what was going on underneath? <laughs> that was the other thing is that they were singing, but their mouths weren't moving. <laughs> yeah, they, well, it, they, the mouths did move, but they didn't move in sync at all. It was like just basically open and closed throughout the song. So it looked like they were eating. <laughs> <laughs> Miss America salutes the USA. The Tiny Toons perform, and Santa Claus is on the way when the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade continues live on NBC. <laughs> Looking down on our parade from the roof of New York's Marriott Marquis Hotel in Times Square, Robert Vincent Smith as Ogayo, the narrator, sings the show's signature song, Try to Remember. was a gentleman by the name of robert vincent smith and he was singing a song called try to remember <laughs> now, now Matt, you and i talked about this um this was legitimately the funniest fucking thing 
I've seen in my entire life. It's amazing. So oh my God. we got this guy, Robert Vincent Smith, from a play called The Fantastics, which ran for like 42 years off Broadway in New York City, right? It didn't run for 43 after, after what happened yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> so he's on top of a building singing a song from the play called Try to Remember. It's like this really serene, reflective song. And then try the camera to remember the kind of September. So then the camera is panning through the buildings very nicely. And you see Big Bird, the big balloon, and then the quick bunny. And he's looking back at the balloons and then back to the camera. And he's singing this song. It's mostly the quick bunny. And right. it's like he is serenading the quick bunny. <laughs> And he's like totally emoting while singing the song. Well, I mean, remember, he is he's pre-recorded, so he has to roll with it. So even though he's facing the city and all he sees back staring at him is this giant quick funny, he yes. has to keep going. Right. And so the camera is trying to not have the quick bunny in the frame, but <laughs> <laughs> They're having a hard time because the quick buddy keeps <laughs> finding his way into the camera. <laughs> yeah. So after like a minute where it's like, it literally looks like he's singing, try to remember the kind of September to the quick bunny directly. The cameraman's <laughs> like, you know what? I better reframe this. And like you said, the quick buddy is just gliding back into frame. Yeah. And, and now the thing is, this guy, I mean, I think he was lip syncing, but still, you got to put yourself in his shoes here because he was basically like a narrator in an off-Broadway play. And now he's on top of a building in New York City on national television, and he's singing to the quick bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, the quick bunny is stealing the dude's spotlight. Completely. And it's like... You know what? It's like if you kind of like aren't paying attention, you wouldn't even think that this wasn't on purpose because it's yeah. so perfectly timed to where you would say, yeah. oh, it's a Nestle quick sponsored thing. But no, it's yeah. totally not like that quick bunny is not supposed to be there at that moment. The bunny just keeps getting closer and closer <laughs> and closer. Like he's like coming for him this poor guy <laughs> so it's like here's the thing like they do their best to keep everything in a line for these parade performances but it's still a giant parade with 10 million moving parts so they yeah. got this guy robert vincent smith or whatever they got him into the right spot they got all their camera angles in order they made sure the song was ready to like, pull up prep the hosts everything but nobody thought to ask where will that quick funny balloon be during all of this <laughs> exactly <laughs> So the one part that I really sticks out in my head is that the camera actually for like, I don't know, a good five or six seconds, it goes off onto a building and is just not focused on anything. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got to get it back to this guy. Right. So it's, it's like, hello, this dude's singing the poor guy. They don't even have the camera on the guy. Well, at that you point, know? that's when the, one of the producers was tugging at the cameraman's shirt saying, get this fucking thing off the quick money. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually a point where the quick bunny is literally bombarding the shot and i realized to myself the quick bunny invented the photo bomb it, invented. it does feel exactly like that because at some point the cameraman managed to fill like 95 percent of the frame with this guy singing he's like basically zooms in this is what i'll do to save this segment and the quick yeah. bunny still he finds yeah. that five percent left and he floods the screen yes 
<laughs> like, I feel so bad for this guy, though. This was his big shot. He's on top of the world right now. There's, like, millions of viewers. And they're like, oh, you're getting the bunny, right? I want to make sure you got the shot on the bunny because that's what's important. <laughs> and it's not like the, 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 the quick bunny had its own segment later in the show. So it's not like this was all supposed to happen. It's just totally fucked up. You really think about it, and you're like, this guy's still singing. I'm trying to watch the quick funny. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're live, and they have these pre-recorded performances. What is he supposed to do? He knows that it's all over at this point. He's got the quick bunny there. He knows at this point that it looks like he's singing this song to it. But he can't stop because the song is going to keep going even if he does. What the fuck is this try to remember thing? Put it, I, I want to watch the rest of the quick bunny. And like, then it's totally tanked totally just goes off the rails for this poor guy and then he all of a sudden throws out a bunch of confetti or some shit what was happening <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really did seem like the song and the guy was like infringing on our moment to watch this quick bunny stalk robert vincent smith or whatever the hell his name is it did seem that way like when you're watching this you don't think oh it's a performance from that play the fantastics you think oh this is the quick bunny this is the part where the quick bunny stalks that singer from the fantastics <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've seen a lot of macy's parades and i've seen a lot of mishaps this is probably my all-time favorite i mean i don't know if us talking about it could ever convey the sheer hilarity of watching this guy suffer through a performance that lasts three minutes where he knows from the oh. word go that it looks like he's singing a love song to the quick funny. Yeah, it it is absolutely the funniest moment in the history of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hands down. No doubt about it. Oh my god. Try to remember and if you remember and Take the quantum leap back in time to ride on this old fashioned carousel to sing my favorite thing. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and playbells and schnitzel with noodles. So, Jay, weird thing here. I used to watch Quantum Leap religiously, but I have not seen a second of that show since its original run. Really? Yeah. You know, I never saw an episode. Not really? Even nope. it, it's weird because you were kind of into sci-fi stuff, huh? Yeah, I just never got into it for some reason. Mm, so I guess this segment with Scott Bakula singing didn't do much for you then, huh? Oh, no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. So Scott Bakula, star of Quantum Leap, and that's why he was there at this point. He was doing another one of those lip-synced live performance deals. He was singing, These Are a Few of My Favorite Things. Right, and you just you just kind of wonder, like, okay, why is the star of Quantum Leap 
singing a song from Sound of Music. I wonder if like they tell them what they're doing before they get there. It's like I'm doing what? <laughs> or did he specially request? Can I sing this song? I'll do your parade, NBC, but on one condition. Like this song is one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's so meta. So, I mean, it obviously is a lip sync performance, but for what it's worth, I'm pretty sure that it is his actual voice. So he must have, like, done a recording at some point. Yeah, he could be just one of those guys who's multi-talented and he fe- he feels like, you know, I'm never going to be a recording artist, but this is my chance to get my voice out there. God bless Scott. He's out there. He looks super happy. He's, like, even doing air drums while he's singing. He's waving at the I crowd. Saw, he's totally into drum. it. Yeah. But if you look at this performance, like, on a second-to-second basis, it was a debacle. <laughs> okay, so I needed to hear why, because I noticed one thing. Okay, so I'm going okay, yeah. to walk you through, because I don't think you look closely enough. First off, one of the hosts completely talks over the beginning of his song. Like, he's singing, and she's like, blah, 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 blah. So for, like, the first half a minute, you don't hear anything. And then... Okay. Then when his name is supposed to come on screen, it just blinks on screen for a nanosecond and then jumps off. <laughs> so it's like you don't even he doesn't even get it like a real good introduction, but he doesn't know any of this, so at this point he's still happy. Now, he's on this like giant spinning castle float situation, right? Yeah, it's like a medieval castle, but with a carousel around it. Right, and it's being towed by a car. And just when the song hits its quietest portion, when he's singing girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes, the car speeds up. So Scott's float is flying across the street like a taxi cab. (laughs) But since the song is pre-recorded, he has to pretend that he's singing with the same cadence, even though he could barely stand up straight. I just, I just noticed there's a point where he just stops lip syncing. Oh yeah, it gets it gets worse from there because then the audio starts dipping and everything goes off sync and Scott just throws his hand in the air and he starts saying things that clearly are not song lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw. Yeah, he yelled to somebody in the crowd like, "Hey, man!" <laughs> He's like, "Fuck this!" I mean, there was no way that float was supposed to go flying the way it did. It is seriously going 40 miles an hour at one point. He's like, whoa! You see his whole body just, like, fly back. He's quantum leaping. (laughs) Maybe that's what they were doing. Yeah. Oh, let's give it to him. He wanted to sing this song, but we'll get him. (laughs) So, I mean, for me, like, these parade performances are more memorable when they're rocky. So, while I'm sure everyone involved was sweating that morning, it's more fun to watch back now. Bacula was spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) Sweetheart, baby. Terrific. Right behind him is the doodlebug. All 125 feet of him. He keeps coming back every year, and today he's being ridden by a colorful garden. All 20 of her escorts are dressed like jigsaw puzzle pieces. It must seem like a jigsaw puzzle to the Macy's folks who had to put all this together. The costume team has 3,000 people to prepare to get ready for this parade. No small job. Well, Matt, the doodlebug is the most terrifying thing that has ever existed. And the doodlebug is this... Do you remember lots of legs from the 80s? That's my only note for this section. It reminded me of the lots of lots of legs dolls. Not like a centipede, but sort of like um, 
It's like a caterpillar with a billion legs. Yes, it looks like that. So, of course, Willard Scott calls it adorable. I think it's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> then there's a girl riding this doodle bug. And the girl has like General Grievous arms, like six arms. I and did. I was trying to figure out what was going on with that. I'm like, is this like video a little too choppy? Why does this girl have so many arms? <laughs> so the doodle bug has like the giant freaking scary eyes that have these big eyelashes and whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this is like a time honored tradition. They had the doodle bugs going back to like 1968. In the Macy's parade. So, oh wow! I knew they were a classic. I didn't know they went back that far. Though it makes yeah. sense because it does look like a relic. Like it doesn't belong even at the 1990 parade. It's it's very much like, hmm, what's that doing here? And since then, you hear the blood curdling screams coming from the audience every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of alarming, you know. I I think for me, but uh, some people think it's cute. Whatever. Well, I mean, I, well, I think in, I mean, I don't know if you're going to go there, but in this particular appearance, like its eyes are moving in a weird way, weirder yeah. than usual. Yes. It's like he's, so it, he's winking and he's like, kind of like losing control of his, his eye function. Well, anyway, I want to compare the doodle bug to something. And I know it's, it's from a movie, but I know for a fact that you haven't seen it. So I sent you a couple of Google links. The doodle bug reminds me of this thing that i sent you you can check them out all right should i look at them now yeah look at them <laughs> oh oh my god that fucking it looks it really does look like the doodle bug the doodle bug looks like the baby shin godzilla <laughs> which is <laughs> so the baby shin godzilla is basically like when godzilla was like a tadpole like a baby before right. he goes big when I saw the doodle bug, I'm like, this is the first evolution of Shin Godzilla. I'm telling you. There is, I'm looking at the gif of this baby <laughs> Shin Godzilla right now, and I'm watching it move and all that shit. There is no way that yeah. that character was not concepted around doodle bug from the Macy's Parade. <laughs> There's no way. Like, it looks just <laughs> like it. It's like they just added some scales. Yeah. Same eyes, and same orange highlights. Same, just, just blank expression. Yeah, and he's just kind of like squirming around the oh street. Oh, God. It looks like this baby Shin Godzilla. I assume this is in Japan, but it looks like Times Square. <laughs> it does. So, you know, add a little Willard Scott commentary, and it's the 1990 Parade. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't had the doodle bug in a long time, and I've been very happy every year since he's gone and out of my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking, I'm like, wow, this really does fit perfectly into a song parody you know that song dude looks like a lady we could have doodle looks like a baby godzilla <laughs> doodle <laughs> looks like a baby godzilla godzilla <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh doodle so did you notice that the doodle bug as scary as he was was also being flanked by all of these people that were dressed like pastel puzzle pieces <laughs> I didn't notice that, no. Yeah, I mean, like... I was, I was too scared of, you know, just seeing the doodle bug. I, I could totally understand how you might miss them with this giant orange monster rolling around. But yeah, like, <laughs> there are 50 people dressed like baby blue triangles following him around. <laughs> and, like, the hosts are trying to explain why, but you can't hear them, because at the exact moment that the doodle bug comes into frame, the world's loudest marching band is, like, six feet away from the hosts. <laughs> Just absolutely thunderous. 
So yeah, solid fucking minute of the parade that you picked here. Then Willard goes back to talking about his second career as a cartoon voiceover guy. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did I mention? (laughs) I just love that. Of all the things in this parade, I mean, this is where your head went. We are skipping appearances by the Muppets, Bert and Ernie, Barbie, but you made sure that the Shin Baby Godzilla doodlebug got his day. (laughs) Doodle looks like a baby. Godzilla. Godzilla. Have you ever seen a more adorable doodlebug? I think he's winking at you. Those, those eyes, those eyes. <laughs> hey, listen, doesn't that gingerbread house look good enough to eat? Well, we're going to have to wait until impressionist Fred Travolina does his number because Fred has some rocket nursery rhymes for you. And here's a hint. Look out for some real celebrity surprises. Children's times mean nursery rhymes. This is the way they should go. Michael Caine. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling on Dudley. London Bridge is falling where? On me? Ha ha! I hate when that happens! Hello, Dr. It's a small world after all. It's building, but it's a small world after all. Hooray! It's a small world after And for my last pick, guess who's back, Jay? Who's back? It's fucking Fred Travelina, Jay. Ah, fucking Fred Travelina. Fucking <laughs> Fred Travelina. So we're talking about the 90 parade here. But just a year prior, in 1989, and we talked about this on the show years ago, Fred Travelina shocked the world by dressing like Jack Nicholson's Joker to sing everyone's favorite song, There's Always a Joker in the Deck. It was total like gimmick infringement. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, uh, that's an all-time parade moment and old-school purple stuff moment. Oh, totally. And imagine my surprise to see fucking Fred Travelina back in action at the Macy's Parade just a year later. Up to his shenanigans, yeah. Yeah, he's riding around on this big gingerbread house float, and he's there to sing It's a Small World After All, and the gag is that he's imitating various celebrities while he does it. Yeah, he's doing different, um, like, fairy tale type things, they said. Right, and so you have Fred Travelina on a gingerbread house float doing different fairy tale songs, but they're also celebrity impressions of, like, Michael Caine and Ronald Reagan. Kind of a disconnect in the elements of this performance. It was so bizarre. I'm, like, now low-key obsessed with Fred Travelina. Like, I want to spend the rest of the night doing a deep Google dive. He did an impression of her villages. The little guy from Fantasy Island? I did notice that, yes. Come on. Why are you always making fun of Herb? He was a good guy. Leave him alone. <laughs> you know, I noticed in general there was a needle under all of those impressions. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm really just running this whole Fred Travelina section, which is weak, just so we can play the old Joker song again. <laughs> so I'm going to hit this button right here. Okay. There's always a Joker. In the deck, there's always a cardboard clown. <laughs> the poor laughing fool falls on his back, and everyone laughs when he's down, especially Batman. <laughs> oh. Always a funny man. God. I mean, this ain't Prince, but it's close. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I do have to mention after we finishes this song yeah just let it play for another few seconds if you don't mind i just i mean it's it's it's, 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 it means it's quality oh yeah this is 
It's classic. As long as there is a jester, just a fool, as foolish as he can be. There's always a joker. That's the rule. Fate dealt the hand and I see. The joker is me. But what if it was Okay. You were saying? <laughs> so when Fred is done with all his impressions, then of course Willard says, now do Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, fucking Willard, did you pay any attention to what he just did? He did the Ronald Reagan impression. He absolutely, I mean, even I got that, and I didn't know half the people he was doing. I'm like, is that the Fonz or Rocky? But I heard Ronald Reagan, and so should have Willard. (laughs) He pays enough attention to a random kangaroo to make a cock reference, but he can't listen to fucking Fred Travelina. Happy holidays. Happy. Say happy holidays. Woohoo! Woohoo! This is Fred Travelina saying Happy Holidays to you. And happy Thanksgiving to you, Fred. That was terrific. Fantastic, Fred. That was great. Now do Ronald Reagan. My last pick, Matt, was the Tiny Tunes, who came out onto the street to a road warrior pop. And for those who don't know what that is, it's a huge ovation. The place was electric, Jay. <laughs> Seriously, if you watch that back, they got a really thunderous applause because that show had just premiered like a month before that parade. It was a big show at the time. Another wrestling reference, the big show, right? The big, um, big show. No, you're right. And I believe that would also mean that this was the first time any sort of Tiny Toon costume characters appeared anywhere. So it was a WB float, okay? So all the Looney Tunes characters, you had Bugs Bunny, the adult Bugs Bunny as the professor. Right. He was teaching them about Thanksgiving. So then you had all the younger characters, the younger versions. Babs, Buster, Plucky, and Dizzy. They were all singing the theme song, which was like a huge song. Like everybody knew the lyrics to the Tiny Toons theme song. Yeah, you know, know, it's it's weird. It's like it's almost like no one talks about it anymore, but it was really, really popular. Oh, yeah. And like we didn't grow up in the skip the intro generation. So they had to make the intros as entertaining and as catchy as possible. That way we would remember it. Now we just hit skip. (laughs) 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 <laughs> no I, you're right back then it yep. was like you didn't want to miss the first minute because the whole point of watching most of these cartoons was to get the catchy song yes so what they did with this theme song on this day was that they changed up the lyrics now tell me we're talking about like the turtles before there's nothing more rock star than to change the lyrics of your song to fit the situation okay so when you're a big band and you're like in madison square garden and you're like all right new york city (laughs) yeah they they changed the lyrics to the theme song to say the words thanksgiving day 
Now that's about as rock star as it gets. It was pretty <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, they went all in to tie this all yeah. together. After they do their whole 17 minute Tiny Toons song. It was so long. <laughs> God, it was. Yeah. There's more though, because then they all get out in front and they're all doing the rockette kicks as if like that wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, okay, so about the rockette kicks, if I could stop you there for a second. Yeah. The one thing, like this was way cool, but the choreography on this bit was a little all over the place. Because <laughs> it was like they knew kind of what they were supposed to do and where they were supposed to be, but in execution, it was like people just sent them out there and told them to kick the air for a few minutes. They were like <laughs> mice that got out of a tank. <laughs> Isn't that how you do the rockette kicks? Like if you and I were going to try to do it, yeah, but I think like... I think we might know at least enough to like get ourselves in a straight line. Like these four was like they were like magnets with with different polar things. Like they were running away from each other and they couldn't get in a line. I don't know. You're giving us way too much credit. We're not going to have like 75 pound Bugs Bunny costumes on That's when we're true. doing this. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> So I have to give them credit. Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes, this float and this whole scenario, it was really top notch. And they put a lot of money into it. I got to say, man, that song won an Emmy Award, that theme song. The theme song won an Emmy Award? Yeah, the Tiny Toons theme song won Best TV Show Theme Song. Wow. Well, wasn't Spielberg connected to the show? Of course it won everything. But not that it didn't deserve it. It was a great song. And now our song is done. <laughs> and so are the Tiny <laughs> Toons. Like, what the fuck happened to them? I don't know. It's they so weird. It's like the... they were everywhere. And then, like, nobody... You know, it's one thing that the show is over, but we kind of surround ourselves with people who bring up old shit all the time. I never hear anyone talk about the Tiny Toons, ever. Oh, I fucking love that show. Yeah, me too. But it's like... A lot of the references of when you watch it now, a little bit dated. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that the cheekiness and all the shit really holds up well, but at the time, it was very fresh. Real smart, and the animation was awesome. Yeah. There was, like, political references and stuff, and you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're losing me. <laughs> right. Throw a pie at somebody, please. <laughs> So, Jay, those were our highlights from the 1990 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, of course, as always, ended with Santa Claus himself going down the uh, street. Yeah, that's always the big finale, and this was um, pretty big. Did you notice that the Santa this year was unusually chatty? Uh, no, I did not notice that. He talked a lot? Yeah, well, I mean, usually the Santa Claus is in these parades. Like, you might get a ho-ho-ho, maybe a Merry Christmas. This Santa had a whole speech. <laughs> he did? May the spirit of Christmas and love be with you throughout the year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then he, like, says it a couple more times. <laughs> The only thing I noticed about Santa this year was that he had so much hair. I like. I, I did you notice how his face was like almost fully obscured <laughs> he, he by like the a magua? Yeah, yeah, like the hair and the beard almost fully obscured his face, and it made me realize like he was so puffy that he might as well have been 
a million cotton balls on a seven up Santa poster. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's a reference I can get behind. And then the other thing that I realized is that he's basically cosplaying Rambo. Cause he has like a red band tied around his head. Aren't those like commemorative? Maybe somebody close to him died. Maybe the missus had an incident. Mrs. <laughs> Claus had yeah. an incident. She might have slipped on the ice. So, the 1990 parade, what fun we had talking about it here tonight. Before we get into our picks, yeah. I have one last thing I got to mention. Sure. Now, a lot of the listeners like to get a backstage glimpse into some of the things we <laughs> we do to prepare for the show. You sent me a couple of the highlights that you thought were interesting. And you had sent me, you said, hey, Rod Stewart sings a Christmas song in this. And I'm like, wait, I watched the whole parade, Matt, and I did not see Rod Stewart. So then I'm like, it was fucking Barry Manilow. Look, Jay, you get 100 people in a room, you put Rod and Barry in a police lineup, nobody's going to tell them apart. Tonight the stars shine for the children And light the way for dreams to fly there's a distinct difference between Barry and Rod. The, the best part was, and I didn't realize that you were like such a Rod Stewart fan because you were like really disappointed that he wasn't at the parade. <laughs> yeah, really? I would have. You're like DMing me. And you're like, where's Rod Stewart? Wait a minute. It's fucking Barry Manilow. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The shade towards Barry. I can't say I'm a fan of Manolo, <laughs> but I, I do appreciate both of those guys. They have a lot of talent. I'm telling you, they this is insane. They look exactly alike. They could play Tomax and Zaymot. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, you want to go through mine? Yes, I'm going to run through yours. You had quite a list here. Fred Travelina. I am completely obsessed with him. And you know what? I'm going to go give myself new avatars and all the message boards I belong to of Fred's face. You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles singing Count on Us, uh, which was completely amazing. Mm -hmm. We had the inaugural Bart Simpson float first year ever for Bart Simpson. Yes. Balloon, not float, though. I mean, balloon. That's what I... Yeah. My balloons! <laughs> and then we had Bacula Spectacula, Scott Bacula singing <laughs> a few of my favorite things on the medieval castle carousel. Yes, that uh, nearly crashed into a building. Yes. So, wow. I mean, whew, that's all. Obviously, I'm going to be going with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I just rocked ass. Yeah, there, there, there was no point in even having a, a debate. We all knew where you were headed tonight, and that was the wild performance by the Ninja Turtles. You got to fight for what is right, but we need your help tonight. I think those are some of the lyrics. No, I mean, I, I believe that. I don't know if they are, but I believe they could be, yes. So the Ninja Turtles for you. No surprise there. Yes. Let me look at what you brought. Um, you did the Willard Scott kangaroo penis segment. <laughs> <laughs> The tiny, Is that what we're calling it now? The, yes, it's officially known as the Willard Scott Kangaroo Penis segment. 
the, the Willard Cox. The, the Willard Cox segment, right. Yeah. Uh, the Tiny Toon Adventures float, which was pretty great. The doodle bug that looks like baby Shin Godzilla, as you proved by sending me the same GIF in four separate links. <laughs> open these all. I'm like, Jay, it looks like the same thing. No, it's this, it's not. They're all different. I've opened them. They're all fucking same. One's not animated, used... but they're all the same. I've never used the internet machine. <laughs> <laughs> what does this do? <laughs> and of course, you also brought in, what was that song? The, uh, uh, something to remember, to remember the kind of September. September and while he's doing that he is being accosted by a hundred foot quick bunny and that <laughs> is obviously the one I'm picking tonight yes that might win over anything we've ever talked about on any purple stuff <laughs> honestly it's in the running like I said earlier I don't know that without the visual aid it really sells but when people look this up and they see what goes on for these three minutes <laughs> they're yeah. gonna lose their shit try to remember the kind of September <laughs> and then he caps it off with the throwing confetti out into the crowd but what was even the context of the confetti? Like, what was, what did it mean? It was the it, worst confetti because the pieces were like half the size of a piece of paper. I put myself in his shoes and I, I tried to you tried mind to merge. remember. Yeah, I tried to <laughs> mind merge with him, right? Yeah. He was on an off-Broadway play, which a lot of people don't understand what that means. That's not Broadway. That's off-Broadway. It means you're in a schmucky part of the city, busting your ass every night. He's on top of a building. This is his moment. And nothing, nothing. Weather, giant quick bunnies, nothing is going to take that away from him. <laughs> exactly. He's going to spread confetti out and be like, this is my moment. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert oh, Vincent Smith. Man, this is... Uh... One hell of a, a show. Yes, and of course, we also hope that you watch this year's parade, which is sure to be filled with many things that we'll talk about on the Purple Stuff podcast 25 years from now. <laughs> I, I can picture us. We'll be lip syncing the show by yeah, then. Well, I think you might be doing the show solo with the way things are going for me. <laughs> 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 this show is dedicated to the memory of my former co-host, Matt. <laughs> no, you're going to be out in Vegas doing a tribute show to Fred Travelina. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to pick up the mantle. Who else is going to go on giant gingerbread houses to do Andy Kaufman impressions in the middle of a Thanksgiving parade? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the Purple Stuff Podcast. As a reminder, we are also on Patreon. Jay, what's that URL? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash purple stuff. That's where you can get exclusive bonus shows every month. Yes, always a lot of fun with our little bonus shows. Mm -hmm. And we really appreciate everybody listening and subscribing. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to add for the rest of the show is just, mm -hmm, by the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So now we have a lot to look forward to in terms of gorging ourselves with food. Mm -hmm. So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Try to remember the something giant September. Giant quick bunny is coming after me. <laughs> 
telecast of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has been sponsored in part by Cotton Incorporated for America's cotton growers. Cotton, the fabric of our lives. By McDonald's. You know the one. It's McDonald's for food, folks, and fun. And by Oshkosh Bagosh, clothes with a little character. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.